What's going on? Welcome to another day on the podcast. I'm your host, The Wolf, and you're listening to The Wolf's Den. So yesterday I promised to have something other than Hogwarts Legacy to talk about. Or at least that was the attempt. I was going to attempt to find something that was even vaguely more interesting than Hogwarts Legacy. And I have found that thing. I have been successful in my quest. So, what do I have for you that's more interesting than Hogwarts Legacy? I have here a report in gamesindustry.biz discussing policies in China surrounding kids and gaming. Now, at first blush, you may be thinking, what the hell? Why are we talking about China? I don't give two shits about the policies in China. Here's why it's interesting, okay? It's interesting because it ties directly into what I see at work. And of course, this is this is the Working Class Gamers podcast. So, I mean, <laughs> it ties perfectly into everything that's happening here. It's going to be a little bit of a journey. I'm going to make this easy to digest. And because it's, it's important on the one hand, because China is one of the biggest gaming markets in on the planet uh and it has one of the biggest gaming companies on the planet inside of it it's part of the the chinese economy right tencent uh the makers of genshin impact it is a massive massive company that i mean we we just have to talk about it if you're if you are involved in the games industry if you care about the games industry then this needs to be discussed like i said i'm gonna make this as as entertaining and informative as i possibly can which luckily for all of us is i can usually do pretty well so (laughs) here's the issue okay i work in a restaurant for those of you who don't know i work in a restaurant i serve i bartend i see families on a fairly regular basis and a lot of the time there are young families so we're talking kids from the ages of six to ten sometimes younger sometimes it's like four to ten and so like they're they're barely in grade school uh if they're in grade school no self-control whatsoever okay they're the kids at, at the age where you and i were if you know you automatically got brought a, a sheet to color on and some crayons. That's the age you're at. So obviously we don't, we're, we're kind of an upscale restaurant, so we don't do coloring sheets and crayons. Not that other upscale restaurants don't do that, but we just don't, we don't carry those. So we have nothing to entertain a kid. Okay. We have like a blank piece of paper and maybe a pen <laughs> so unless the parents are bringing something to entertain their kids there's there's no there's nothing to keep a kid sitting and quiet for an hour-long dining experience so what ends up happening is they bring an ipad or you know some others kind of kid-friendly tablet I don't know what these things are, but they're like wrapped in this like protective rubber thing. <laughs> and they always look the same. It always looks exactly the same. So I have to imagine that it is 
one company that's making these things. I, I don't know what it is. It looks like an iPad uh, with a covering on it, but it might be an Amazon thing. I don't know. Regardless, these kids bring these things in, and a lot of the time they're watching YouTube. Honestly, uh, a lot of the time they're watching YouTube. Some of the time they're playing games. I saw one kid playing Minecraft a uh, month or so ago. That kid was based. So, <laughs> uh, the point is that you go to a restaurant or you work in a restaurant and you see how parents interact with their kids and it's nothing. The parents do not interact with their kids most of the time. Most of the time the kids are on their phone or on an iPad or something and it's, there's no interaction with them whatsoever. Uh, some kids are better than others, of course, you know, some kids are just won't engage whatsoever, even when their parents are directly asking them a question, they're like super locked into their fucking phone or iPad or whatever the hell other kids will understand that they need to put the thing down and speak to either me or their parent when they're asking a question. So I mean, there's a there's a range of of things going on here, but it it's interesting because it it circles back to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, with the movie Megan. So as a brief synopsis, if you didn't see the movie, the movie is basically um, this AI engineer, uh, toy maker, whatever you want to call her. Uh, has to adopt her niece because the niece's parents died in a, in a car accident. But this toy maker doesn't know how to raise children. She's not interested in being around people. And so she does what she naturally would do. She creates a doll and this doll is hooked up to the internet. It's AI machine learning. And this doll is meant to raise or at least be a companion be a companion like these phones and these tablets it's meant to be a companion to this to the niece over the course of the movie the niece gets more and more and more attached to this to this doll to the point where uh, she refuses to listen to her aunt who the person the physical human being who is meant to be taking care of her the the niece would rather default to the toy the robot and like even has like an emotional meltdown at the thought of having this doll taken away from her and passions was giving me kind of a little bit of shit for <laughs> for being afraid of ai but it it caught my attention that movie caught my attention because i see it all the time in the restaurant and it it like it's horrifying it's horrifying. That's why they made a horror movie out of it. You know what I mean? Because kids do get attached to these things. Like, I can absolutely see a kid throwing a tantrum, an epic tantrum, if you take away a phone or a tablet or whatever. You know, and I can see, even now, I can see kids defaulting to what they see on YouTube instead of what their parents are telling them. And... I think that's a problem. I I know of one situation in particular where this like 13-year-old kid just wouldn't answer me. 
I'm like talking to him. He was clearly old enough to respond to me, you know, and hold a fork and knife. So, but he wouldn't like, I'd ask him questions directly and his mom would answer for him. And I, like that pissed me off. That That's just the inability to communicate with another human being when they're directly asking you a question is like, it pissed me off. It pissed me off. Particularly because the the mom apparently, like, clearly had no intention of teaching her kid how to engage with another human being. Anyway, that's another topic for another day. So where does China come into all this? Obviously with the weather balloon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So apparently China has this policy that kids under the age of 18 can only play video games for three hours a week. They can only play between the hours of 8 and 9 on the weekends. So during the week, you're locked out of your account. You're not supposed to be playing. Now, I don't know what the enforcement to this looks like. Is it fines? Is it uh, an account ban? I don't know exactly what it is. Regardless, um, they use facial recognition technology or they want to use facial recognition technology in some form of ID that you have to scan in order to game. And that just sounds horrifying. That's like next level statist kind of issue. Like, like you need an ID to play a video game, a government issued ID to play a video game. That's horrifying. <laughs> like that makes, that makes the, the American in me want to, want to start a revolution man like it's it's just i can't i can't i can barely fathom how terrible that is like you have to go to fucking dmv for video games and wait in line and renew your fucking gamer id <laughs> i it's just it's terrifying to me so that's in place that's currently in place and according to this report in the South China Morning Post, uh, most kids, it's like 80%, uh, 75%. Yeah, more than 75% limited their playing time to three hours. Uh, it, the, quote, gaming addiction problem, end quote, in China has, quote, basically been solved, end quote. But that's not good enough because there is a uh, a group out there that's allegedly not attached to the government, but I, I don't believe that. The Communist Party in China is controls everything. Otherwise, communism wouldn't work. It would not function. So this allegedly non-governmental agency wants to tamp down on that even further. So... Can you imagine, go back to your childhood, can you imagine playing video games for less than three hours a week? Like, I can't. We were literally just talking about it yesterday. I, I would play video games for like 16 hours on the weekends, <laughs> like, per day. Uh, part of that was because I, I live in the country, or I lived in the country, and meeting friends was like a whole thing, so the best alternative was video games 
basically. You know, I didn't live four feet away from my neighbor. So, you know, to me, I guess to me, it made sense to play video games. It was just the way, the logical way to interact with kids without having to ask my parents to drive me fucking half an hour to meet up with a friend and then come pick my ass up, you know? Uh, but in the city, when you're literally four feet away from your neighbor, if that, you know, 10 feet at most at all times, it makes a little bit less sense that you, <laughs> that you should be playing video games. But anyway, regardless, uh, this, this group wants to have kids playing for even like kids are playing already playing less than three hours a week in China. They want them to play like even less, which of course in communist China is going to become a policy. And these kids are going to uh, like, they have no choice. It's just the way it's going to be. But you, you, you look at this thing and, and here's the issue, right? Because here's, here's how it connects to the Western world. There are a lot of countries. I, I work with a couple of, a couple of women who straight up will straight up say that they hate living in the U S they straight up will say that and they both want to move to Europe, which they feel is more in line with their beliefs. Now, why, why am I bringing that up? I'm bringing that up because Europe is moving toward and the U S we're, we're the entire world is moving more toward government control of daily life. I'm not going to turn this into a political discussion. I'm just going to point it out. So we're all moving closer to government intervention of what you do, what you drink, what you eat, how you interact with people, et cetera, et cetera. I can see the discussion at least being had in the U S and and I'm sure in Europe and Australia, uh, Canada as well, uh, where people are talking about limiting screen time for kids, you know, and on the surface it's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, but how do you, how would you do that other than what China is doing, which is facial recognition or like a, a, a digital ID, you know, so now your kid is going to be in a database somewhere. Uh, and you as the parent are also going to be attached to it. And that's one of the insidious things that, that I see in this article is like, they, they are saying that 10 cent and gaming companies aren't fully responsible for limiting screen time for kids. It's also up to the parents. And it's like, well, when you say that and you also attach like facial recognition and a, and an ID to the kid, what you're saying is the parent is responsible in so far as they're going to be the ones to pay if the kids break the law, basically. And it is a law. If, if the kids break their curfew and play earlier than eight o'clock or later than nine o'clock, you as the parent are going to be responsible. So it's not like the parent actually has any responsibility outside of, you know, being fearful of whatever the punishment is. And that's, that's what's terrifying to me is that this thing is enforced with the threat of a fine or 
I don't know what. I, I mean, my political leanings tell me that fines rack up and then at, at some point you go to jail. But it's probably just fines. I would hope, anyway. Or maybe that maybe it's a state issued console and the console gets removed. I don't I don't know. I don't know how this all works in China. I'm gonna have to do a little bit more research on my own because I, like I can see situations where this comes up in in the US and in Europe and the rest of the world. Because it kind of is an issue. It really is kind of an issue. Uh going back to what I was talking about with the restaurant, it's like the fact that a lot of kids are being raised by these devices, it's a little bit terrifying. And I think we all recognize that it's potentially a problem, but parents don't seem to be willing to remove the devices or alternatively, perhaps they are trying to use them responsibly and give the kids recognizing that these kids are going to grow up in a world that relies on these damn devices. So I, there's a, there's a possibility that these parents are trying to teach their kids to use these devices responsibly. I don't know. I mean, obviously I, I only get to see this for one hour at a time. I don't know what happens at home. I don't know what happens at school. It's, but, you know, at, at, at the restaurant, it's kind of, it appears to be an issue. It appears to be an issue. So I ultimately don't know. I don't know if these kids are learning more. There, there are indications that there is a benefit to having screen time. If it's good quality, you know, like, like I, I learn more from watching Nova on PBS or watching PBS in general than I did from going to school. I legitimately did. I learned more from watching PBS than I did from going to school. So it's possible that these kids are getting some sort of benefit from video games and from digital content in general. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a discussion that needs to be had that we're, probably going to have here soon or has at least been ongoing for a while but this article from from the south china morning post is kind of kind of terrifying because if china is moving it's again it's one of the they have the most people on the planet in that country so like it is a massive massive market and video games are always trying to to penetrate that market. They're trying to get some of that cash out of China. So, you know, in doing that, are they going to are these companies going to then be infected, so to say, with with these policies and then bring that over to the US and to the rest of the world? Part of me says that yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. What's the consequence of that? Don't know. Just like the movie Megan, like we're we're screwing with things without necessarily thinking about the the consequences on both ends of the of the spectrum. Uh, you know, on one hand, China's going to the 
way extreme where they're super limiting screen time or, or at least video games to three hours on the other extreme you know we have parents that are letting their fucking devices raise their kids for them so this i guess the point is this upcoming generation is going to be very interesting we're, we're going in two very different directions at this point and it's it's going to be it's going to cause a wide cultural divide at least in my in my mind it's going to cause a wide cultural divide it may not it may not be that bad i don't know but i thought that was interesting um at least a break from hogwarts legacy speaking of i'm going to take the last couple of hours that i have before i have to go back to work to uh game my heart out and uh as a, as a show of my american freedom <laughs> i'm just kidding so you have a good rest of your day i will catch you tomorrow and uh we'll talk more about some some games some game news and what's going on in the in the world so i appreciate you listening i'll catch you tomorrow peace